Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. There's a lot of technology coming that's going to affect how you do a variety of things, even jobs that people hold. Amazon has developed a shopping cart. As uh, most people aren't aware, Amazon very quietly is opening Amazon-branded supermarkets. And they're doing just a few around the country as they've really failed with Whole Foods. They're trying to come up with an Amazon-branded supermarket. And the shopping carts automatically know what you have in your cart. And when you're done shopping, you just walk right out of the Amazon grocery. So you don't even stop at a cashier. And the one thing you have to be is you have to be registered with Amazon with the app on your phone. And then it knows who you are when you come in, knows how you're going to pay. And then the cart, I know this is freaky and weird, but the cart automatically is able to register each item that has gone in there. It's called the the dash cart. And when you're done, you're done. Just go straight to your vehicle. Uh, Walmart, Amazon's arch rival, is rumored to be coming out with an addition to their app where registered shoppers, and it's not clear what category that's going to be, will be able to check out the store on their own right on their phone. It's not as easy is what Amazon's offering. It's very similar if you are a Sam's Club shopper and have used their uh, self-checkout on your phone. And it's great because it allows people who know how much money they can spend to not get to the register and say, oh, I don't have enough money for that. Will you take that off? Will you take that off? Will you take that off? You, as you go along, you're able to ring things up you know what they're going to cost, what your total bill is, and the rest. And this puts cashier jobs at risk, obviously. But the retailer is looking to create a more efficient environment. And then the other aspect that's been rumored is that they're trying to deal with people's fears of human contact right now with corona. And that's why they're going to offer people the ability to ring up their own purchases is completely different than self-checkout. This is just reading the barcodes as you go on your phone with a running total, and then you end up checking yourself out. It creates a barcode that the greeter at the door uh, scans with a little 
electronic gun and they're able to verify that you're a-okay and you leave the store not ever having gone to a register or a line for one uh, i got one that's really crazy i talked about this after being at the ces the consumer electronics show three years ago and it's about robots for restaurants that robots that can do a variety of things and one that i talked about three years ago that is now in the marketplace and appearing in restaurants it's california based is the flippy the flippy is able to make a variety of food items burgers french fries a variety of foods they're able to actually make those items for you no human involvement is they're made by the robot and there are a number of things going on in the hotel business with robots that are able to do sanitation duties in the hotel is people are expecting a much higher standard of sanitation in hotels and i can tell you from a cross-country trip that my oldest brother and his wife just took from uh, the east coast of florida to park city utah that they found enormous differences in the cleanliness and what felt like a sanitary environment at various hotels that they stayed at going across the country and this is going to make or break reputations for hotel chains how their individual properties do uh, sanitation moving forward and the weakest link with a brand name harms tarnishes the whole brand name so having robotics to do some of this sanitizing is going to be very important it's time for your questions you posted for me at clark.com slash ask producers kim and joel alternating and kim who do you have a question from this is from jason in texas and jason says i have a friend who sent me an invite to a crypto program no. where you get a coinbase account no. for a fund manager who will no. trade your investments for a 30-day money-back guarantee on no. all deposits the whole setup seems very etch-a-sketchy, but has been showing his returns and the money he gets from affiliates as really good. Do you think this is a new age Ponzi scheme? I don't know with individual things involved with crypto, what's a Ponzi and what's not. Generally, it's been well after the fact when ponzi's have been exposed involving crypto which is the hottest area for ponzi schemes by the way um after people have long since lost all their money that it becomes clear in hindsight that somebody was running a con game a ponzi scheme but even if somebody's straight up legit with any buy sell system for cryptocurrency know that it is something that leaves a trail of tears cryptocurrency is far more risky than going to las vegas and gambling as cryptocurrencies uh, there's none that have true market conversion 
And by true market conversion, that's where the values, if cryptocurrency was really a valid form of money, it would have stable value. And people even pitching you that you can get enormous wealth because of the rapid movements and the value of cryptocurrency is an automatic signal that they are not a replacement for valid currency, uh, fiat currency issued by governments. So unless you have money that you just be as happy taking a torch to and burning it up, let your friend brag about how rich they're getting and keep your money safe. Joel? Clark Bryan in Arizona says, my girlfriend needed to boost her credit score in order to get a better interest rate on a used car loan. So I made her an authorized user on two of my credit cards, but I didn't give her any cards to use since she has two of her own credit cards. So there's no way for her to make charges on those cards. Is it possible for my credit score to be marred if she defaults on any of her credit card payments due to this move, though? Thank goodness for you, no. So you don't have to worry about that. And let's hope she's the greatest woman ever, because if she ever did want to uh, engage in some not-so-good activity with those cards that you made her authorized users on, if she were to know where your financial records are and get the numbers, yeah, then she could cause some havoc. But that would only be if she was actually using the cards that you've made her authorized user on. As long as everything's really great, she's a wonderful person, you're not worried about anything happening uh, that would be dishonest on her part um, that would leave you holding the bag, this is a really wonderful thing you've done for her to help her raise her score. Kim? Jennifer in Connecticut says, we're about to hire a nanny. Do you have any recommendations for payment services? It seems complicated to handle on our own, but we are willing to try if it would be a really big cost saving. So by saying payment services, I'm guessing, I'm only guessing that you were paying this nanny on the books and you're going to have to report taxes and file the Uh, quarterly tax filings and all that. Uh, And if that is the situation, you can hire a payroll service to handle all that for you. It's not cheap. You're going to spend potentially around $1,000 a year to have all your filings done, have them issue, pay to the nanny. And that is... $1,000, just saying more or less, that in many cases is well spent because you'll end up doing everything right and not creating any problem with, um, with the IRS later saying you didn't do something right. Um, Joel in particular, looking at these things, likes Gusto, the Gusto people platform that allows you to do a number of things at a fairly affordable rate. It's a, people have liked it as a payroll platform, but it's more than that. It allows you even to help that employee, if you want, have a retirement plan as well. Joel? Clark Sandra in Oregon says, after listening to a recent show, I checked the AM Best rating on the company with which we have term life insurance. We're 10 years into 20-year policies, and we're both about 50 years old. 
Imagine my surprise to find that the company we're with has a C++ rating. So oh, should we re- oh. I know, right? Should we reshop and start over with new terms and a new A++ rated provider? Okay, I'm shallow breathing now. So, yeah, go ahead and shop a new policy. See if you health underwrite for it. Okay. Um, and if the premiums, let's say you go to a new 10-year, you go to a 20-year as a replacement of this if you're going to need insurance longer, it would be very much to your advantage to go to a company rated A double plus. Uh, I can't remember a time somebody's told me that they were with a company that was in the C's with AM Best. So it'd be nice to give them a kick to the curb. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jack joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jack. Hey, Clark, how are you? Great, thank you, Jack. How can I serve you? Well, Clark, I have a, a car leasing question. I currently lease my primary vehicle, and uh, it's I'm in a three-year, 36,000-mile lease. The lease expires this December, December the 15th. Right now, I have 25,000 miles in the car. I'm not driving a lot in this year because of the uh, pandemic. Right. So I anticipate turning the car back in December with about 8,000 unused miles on it. Does that give me any kind of leverage for negotiating a new lease? Uh, Probably not, but I have a crazy question for you. Okay. How do you like the vehicle? I really like it. What if you buy it if the residual in the lease is a fair dollar amount? Because you're looking at a vehicle that when you buy a used vehicle, usually you don't know the history. It's unknown. You could be buying trouble. In this case, the only trouble that could have happened would have been you causing trouble. This is true, yeah. And and you're going to have exceedingly low miles, maybe 28K on the odometer. Um, Cars last now quarter million miles pretty easy so buying it the lease that i have to buy the car it would be seventeen thousand dollars and do you have a sense have you been able to look online and see if 17 is a fair value for your vehicle no i haven't done that not at this point this is you know it's six months out so i'm just starting to think about it as a matter of fact about a month ago i got an email from the dealership asking me what my intent was, and I haven't gotten back to them on that because, you know, I, I really don't know. I know... You I, know why I they sent you that? No, why? They're trying to move iron. They were trying to get you to early terminate your lease if you were okay. expressing interest, and mm-hmm. they might have a deal with the manufacturer that would absorb some of the early turn-in to try to turn you quicker, I to see. turn you at, you know, at two and a half years instead of three years or something uh-huh. like that. So that's not normally an advantageous thing. Okay. And at 17000 for a vehicle with only 25,000 miles on it, mm-hmm. do you have an idea how much these vehicles cost new? Yeah, somewhere around 30000 
Yeah, that sounds like one I'd want to buy. Really? Yeah, okay. if you really like it and it's treated you well and you've treated it well, just see what, go on like Edmonds, Kelly Blue Book, see what kind of value they're showing for those three years old. Well, you're really not even three years yet. Okay. And I'd strongly favor that your smartest financial move would be to purchase the thing. Okay. Particularly with you being so under miles. Yes. Okay. I, I know you had mentioned, I guess, a couple of months ago, back in March, April time frame, that uh, you know dealerships were coming out and, and making offers to keep the vehicle for another year because they didn't want to take them back at that time. Yeah, that's because they over. they had an overabundance of inventory. Yeah, that's over. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, the factories were closed in a lot of cases for 10, 11 weeks right in there. And that helped solve a lot of the inventory overhang issues. So uh, right now, there's just tons of advantages to you owning that used car that has been new to you all along. And you know it backwards and forwards. I mean, that's really the clever move. And do you want to know something weird? It's like you could have told me it was raining or you could have told me it was sunny. If you had told me the opposite and you had said, hey, I had 36 miles allowance, but I drove 55,000 miles on it. In that situation, also, I'd tell you it would be a great decision to buy the vehicle used instead of paying the overage. In your case, being so under, it's to your advantage to own the vehicle. Either extreme it's really a great idea to buy the vehicle at the end of the lease. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you have. Our websites are clark.com and clarkdeals.com. So I've had over the years so many questions about acorns. Acorns is a very novel idea and when they started they were really pretty much the only show in town that acorns allowed you with an app you download to your iphone or android to save your change as you shop you know nothing's ever typically exactly right at you know a dollar like one zero zero eight zero zero whatever so whatever change you have is automatically for savings that goes into your Acorns account and you can even add extra money to it and you're able to invest and we get calls from people who have done Acorns accounts who've never been able to save money and they've been able over time to get thousands of dollars saved and it really changes their psychology about money and acorns is not free you know they have the simple version that's 12 bucks a year a robust one that's 36 a year and then a family membership that's 60 a year so that means you're spending that money to get you into their their system and to build the discipline of getting money aside and making a difference well they have as I guess a publicity thing this year where if you have a baby in 2020 you can set up an account what's known as a 
UGMA account, you know, an account like um, where you're a custodian for your kid, and from age 0 to 18, the fees are waived for that child. And with it, as a kid grows up, there's educational materials that are available to educate your kid or for your kid to educate himself or herself about the ins and outs of investing and the idea about how to live on less than what you make and all those things. Now, you can, as a family, you got a number of kids, pay the five bucks a month, and you're able to really get that thought process over the years as your kids grow, this idea of how you build money, how you build wealth, You've got the teaching component, and then you can also have them put money in as they're earning money from chores or when they're getting a job as a teen, money can go in, and they're building money. Again, you are the custodian of the accounts till the kids reach adulthood, but it's an opportunity to teach, to learn, and also to discipline, to build up money, when maybe in your life historically you haven't been able to do that as an individual, or you want to teach that to your kids, but the the gimmick of having a kid this year and having no cost from 0 to 18 is really kind of neat. It's time for your questions on our show, and so if you posted a question at clark.com slash ask, Producers Kim and Joel alternate asking your questions. And I think, Kim, you're up. You are right. All right. This is I'm from... never right about that, <laughs> am I? It stunned me, frankly. <laughs> Very proud of you. All right. So this is from Kylie in Indiana. Kylie says, hi there. My husband and I have been married for a few years now, and lately we have been fighting a lot. He's Aww. thrown out the word divorce a few times in our arguments, and oh, it really no. hurts me that he's not more concerned about working things out. If he was to file for divorce, do you have any advice or tips that you would recommend for me financially being a stay-at-home mom with two kids? Childcare is obviously crazy expensive, and I don't have a degree in anything that would make me a substantial amount of money. Well, first of all, I am so sorry about what's going on in your marriage. And I'm going to answer the financial thing in a second, but... I strongly encourage you, please, to seek out a a marriage counselor. And right now, in most states, they're allowed to do these sessions online and in many cases are only doing them in video calls rather than in person because of the pandemic. But if your husband is not interested in going to marriage counseling, please do so yourself. If the marriage can be healed and it sounds like uh, your heart's hurting and you'd like that as the best outcome, please bring up counseling. And even if he is close to it, you do it because you're going to need emotional support and healing. And I strongly advise it as to if things do completely break down, you end up in divorce, you are going to want to 
hire a divorce attorney, a family practice attorney, because your husband would be required as the income earner to provide child support for the kids if they're living with you. And also, depending on the laws in Indiana, may be required to pay alimony since you were not able to uh, get a college degree and all that and you've not been working, you've been taking care of the kids, he may have to pay alimony for a period of time as well. But you've got to make sure you're properly represented by what now euphemistically is called family practice attorneys instead of calling them divorce lawyers. I don't know why. But anyway, uh, you want to have that proper representation. You know, in spite of the advice I've given about counseling and a divorce lawyer, there's a couple of things I want you to do right away anyway, and that is get some credit cards in your own name before anything really bad goes down in your marriage, and two, get your own checking account and make sure that money that's yours is not in a joint account. Joel? Clark Lijoux in New York says, do all insurance companies automatically raise premiums like my insurer did when a child obtains his or her driver's license for the first time? Or is there a company that maybe doesn't? No, they all eat you alive when a teenager becomes of driving age. When our daughter, who's now, uh, well, she's going to be 21 in a couple of days. When she turned 16, our premiums went up by unbelievable thousands of dollars. And it's because the stats show clearly that new young drivers have a very high incidence of accidents. And so it's it's just them calculating in the level of risk that your child represents. The, the insurance cost is so high that now somewhere around 40% of teenagers don't even have a driver's license at age 18 because it's uneconomic to insure that driver. And so that is an alternative that uh, in many families now is that the teenager no longer is getting a driver's permit. In many states, they can have a learner's permit for an extended period of time can drive if you're in the vehicle and the insurer may not raise your rates at that stage only when your child gets a driver's permit not a learner's but a driver's permit do the premiums go crazy and that's why so many people are saying no license yet for you kim I'm going to piggyback on that last question. This is from Irene in Pennsylvania. She wants to know where to find a dependable car for her 19-year-old and hopefully only spend about $5,000 to $6,000. So you're right in the territory where uh, any cheaper than that, it gets really difficult to find a reliable vehicle. So what i like for you to do is buy access to Consumer Reports magazine They put out a guide that, by price category, shows the most reliable used vehicles. Look at the ones they list below $10,000. And then uh, those are the ones you want to limit your search to, the ones that they have found over the years to be very reliable. And any vehicle that you end up deciding to buy in that $5,000 to $6,000 range, I'm going to ask you to spend 
additional money to have it checked out by a mechanic because you don't want to buy a vehicle for five or six grand that then is dead a week after you get it because it wasn't disclosed to you that it had a engine that was ready to croak or a bad transmission or the kind of thing that you and I as vehicle buyers would not know. So having a mechanic that you hire to check out that vehicle before you're committed to it is going to be the most important step after the Consumer Reports thing. So you can buy one-time access to Consumer Reports or you can temporarily buy a subscription where you have access to their database online. Joel? Clark Linda in South Carolina says, how do I get out of a timeshare without paying through the nose? I'm really sorry to tell you this, and I don't know why I've been getting so many timeshare questions lately, I guess because so many people can't use them right now, but timeshares are basically unsellable. And if the developer has any interest in taking your week back, that is the most effective way for you to get rid of it. You might even have to pay that developer to take it back. But the secondary market is broken, especially right now during coronavirus. It's nearly impossible to sell one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Maria is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Maria. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Maria. So you're thinking of buying a home. Yes, yes. Uh, My husband and I, we've been thinking about getting a house for three years now. Um, we have a family already. We have two children, a five and an eight-year-old. So, you know, we feel like this is past due. Um, however, I was still in nursing school. I was getting my bachelor's paying, you know, out of pocket. And my husband, he recently um, started a new job, which uh, is paying a lot more than what he had before. So we're trying to pay up some of the debt that we have and, you know, just start some really good savings. Um, so, uh, we were thinking that maybe next year we'll be more like ready for a house. However, over the July uh, 4 weekend, um, I saw a listing because we have been looking around just to see what's in the market and just kind of, um, you know, what is it that we really want? Um, and I saw a house that I, I loved it. And so we decided to walk past by and as we're walking by, the realtor uh, was driving by too. So, um, you know, she noticed that we were just kind of looking on our phones and so she asked us if we wanted to look at it and then, of course, we did. And it was a good house. Have you fallen Uh, in love? Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) No, 
no, no, no. I actually, you know, it was a really, it, it, it did look really good in the pictures. But once we looked at it, uh, there were a couple of things that, you know, didn't really, um, I, I felt out of, out of love very much when oh. I saw it. But um, she gave us the information for some, uh, the inf- uh, the contact information for some lenders, which, uh, because we didn't even know how much we would qualify or how much we were going to be pre-approved. We kind of had a, an idea, and it turns out that we were right where we were thinking. So, um, okay, let me stop you there for one second, okay? Yes. Just because a lender says you're approved for an amount of money, I always want you to focus on what the monthly payment would be yes. for the payment, the taxes and insurance, and you don't want to way outrun what you've been used to paying in rent. Because, yes. Because that could really put you in a bind. You know, lenders will approve you for an amount that is beyond what most people are going to be able to reasonably feel comfortable handling. Yes, and that's definitely the one. You know, this is, I feel like, my, especially my husband, he's just like, that's it, we're ready. Let's go and buy this house. Um, and then, of course, I'm a little more hesitant first because although we were approved for a good amount or pre-approved for a good amount, when it comes down to you, the down payment, he will take out some of the money uh, for, um, from his 401k. That's, that's the first thing. And then mm. second, yes, like you said, we have been looking at how much we would have to pay. And it would probably increase our, our mortgage would be $1,000 more than what we pay in rent. So although because my husband, because I'm the one in charge of the saving and my husband is kind of taking care of the bills, I think it still will be okay, but we wouldn't be able to save as much. And like you said, we have two kids, so we definitely need to save Right. You're, that you're making me steadily more nervous, and I'm not the one that would be paying these no. bills. So <laughs> tell me, how much in debt do you have? You said there's debts that you were trying to work off over the next year. Yes. So I personally, because I paid for my school, um, I paid for my school, you know, as I was studying, I was paying for it. So I don't have any student loans. I have Great. my car, which is about 30000 but my my husband does have about eighty to ninety thousand um, dollar in debt. What kind of debts make those eighty to ninety thousand? Yes, yes. He um, he does have a student loan. Okay. Uh, he does have a car loan, and then he does have the credit cards, and especially because we started a family without planning it. Those first few years when we were together with our child and then we had another child, it made it a little rough where, you know, we did get a little bit in debt. So, okay, so let me, t- let me tell you my answer then. You you gave me some powerful ammunition here. Okay. I, tell, I can tell you're nervous about going forward with buying a yeah. house right now, and you're right. So what I would do is I would spend the next 12 months on a path where you live your life as if you're paying a thousand dollars more a month okay and use that thousand to work specifically on paying down debt you have the goal 12 months from now of being homeowners so you live your life within a budget where you're able to reduce his debt and 
essentially simulate what it would be like making a thousand dollars more a month in payment than you're paying yeah. in rent and if you can yeah. really get that done then you're ready a year from now but i'll tell you i don't think you're ready yet you're listening to the clark howard show Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.